Good morning. Welcome to Church in the Mall at Home. We are continuing our study here in this Advent season in the Gospel of Luke, and now we are going to be looking at the story of Mary. And what I love about this particular story is it embraces this idea of the unexpected. And what's it like when God calls us ordinary people to do extraordinary things? You know, in Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38, you can find this great story of Mary. You can also read a more uh, abbreviated version in Matthew chapter 1, 18 through 25. But it makes me often think, as I reflect on the story of Mary, that these followers of Christ, um, we all know to expect the unexpected. Things don't always go our way. In fact, many of us face challenges and struggles, difficulties in this life. But somehow in those struggles and the difficulties, um, God creates opportunities for us to grow and mature in our own faith and understanding to form a deeper, stronger bond with God. And so sometimes God unexpectedly asks people, ordinary people, to step out of their comfort zones and play a vital role in what God is doing in the world around us. And the story of Mary is one of those stories that inspires us to step out into the unknown so that ordinary can become extraordinary. Let's pray and then we're going to dive into this section of Luke. Lord Jesus, as we gather here this morning, would you come and fill us with your Holy Spirit? May we learn something of you and something of ourselves that you are an extraordinary God who uses people like us to do extraordinary things. Father, help us to embrace what it is that you would teach each one of us today. In Jesus' name, amen. The story picks up right where we ended last week. Zacharias and Elizabeth have now become pregnant with their baby John. Zacharias did not believe the message of the angel Gabriel, even though he was a priest of God. And so he has now been dubbed mute until this child is born. Mary, on the other hand, is a 15-year-old peasant girl living in Galilee sometime around 5 BC. She is 15. She has probably just come into womanhood. And this is an important time in her life. Her parents are looking for a soulmate for her, and they find an amazing man named Joseph, a man of integrity, faith, and courage. Well, in this particular culture, you would engage for one year prior to being married. And during that year, you would show yourselves to be true and full of virtue by not sleeping together or living together. And so Mary is with her family, Joseph is in his own home, and they are currently under making plans to plan out their feast, their wedding, and inviting the entire town to come to the celebration, which probably lasted about a week long. But Mary is about to be visited by the messenger Gabriel, and she is about to hear an interesting comment on her own life where God is inviting her to step outside of her comfort zone into something extraordinary. Let's pick it up in verse 26 of chapter one of Luke. Six months later in the city of Nazareth, a rural providence in Galilee, a heavenly messenger named Gabriel made another appearance. This time the messenger was sent by God to meet with a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David himself, and the messenger entered her home. This is really critical that you see the lineage of King David that was once broken now being remade so that the Messiah can fulfill that promise of becoming the king of all of Israel, including the world, through the lineage of David. Here's what the messenger Gabriel says to Mary. Greetings, you are favored and the Lord is with you among all women on the earth. You 
are blessed. The heavenly messenger's words baffled Mary, and she wondered what type of greeting this was. The messenger continued, Mary, don't be afraid. You have found favor with God. Listen, you are going to become pregnant. You will have a son, and you must name him Savior, Jesus. For Jesus will become the greatest among all humanity. He will be known as the son of the highest God, and God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign on that covenant family of Jacob forever. This is God making good on his promise that was made all the way back to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and then continued through the prophets, through the kingdom of David, and continues to this moment in time where God is now ready to fulfill those promises. Mary responds in verse 34, but I've never been with a man. How is this possible? Mary is quickly doing a lesson in her head about how sex works and realizes that this isn't quite the way it should happen. And the messenger Gabriel says, well, listen, it's going to be quite miraculous. You see, the Holy Spirit of God will come upon you and the Most High will overshadow you. That's why his holy child will be known not as just your son, but also as the son of God. It sounds impossible, Mary, but listen, you know your relative Elizabeth has been unable to bear a child, and now she's far too old to be a mother, yet she has become pregnant as God willed it. Yes, in three months' time, she will have a son, so the impossible is possible with God. Ordinary becomes extraordinary with God. Mary deciding in her heart to say these words, says, Here I am, the Lord's humble servant. As you have said, Angel Gabriel, let it be done to me. What we see here is an amazing comparison and a contrast of how God invites us into the extraordinary when we're just ordinary. But Zacharias chose to not believe, where Mary chooses to believe. And so what we see is it doesn't take a priest with a lifelong uh, attitude of faith, but rather a young girl who's willing simply to answer the call of God. So my question to all of us as we prepare our hearts for Advent is, what is God calling us to do? What's he calling you to do personally? And when I ask what he's calling you to do, what are some things that are uncomfortable that perhaps God is calling us out of our ordinary lives to be a part of something extraordinary, to be a part of his very will in life? And he's simply looking to us to step out and say, yes, here I am. Let it be done to me as you have said. You know, this is an amazing time of the year. We're coming into the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. And you and I, as followers of Jesus Christ, have something really great to look forward to, the hope that has come into the world through Jesus. This is a time in our lives where we get to share hope with others. My prayer is that you would go forth this day asking God very intently, what is it that you're calling me to do? Where do I need to step out of my ordinary in order to meet you in the extraordinary? Boy, what a powerful prayer to pray. And I can't wait to see what God is going to do next. Grab your communion elements as I bless these and we take some time to engage with God on a very physical, spiritual level. I have brought a uh, cookie and I've got some juice. And so here they are. Grab your elements and let us pray. Lord, as we hear the message or the story of Mary, we are so inspired to think about how faith is really so small that we don't need to have great faith. What we need to do is have faith in the right thing, and that's you. 
God, I know that you never disappoint. You never fall short and you will never leave us hanging out to dry. But you will, in fact, call us out of our ordinary, out of the comfort of our own lives in order to be extraordinary because your purposes are so great in this world and you invite us into them. Lord, may it be so in our lives. May we be people so bold that we invite others into this amazing family of God to know Jesus, to know hope, and to know peace. Father, come during this season of Advent and fill us with your Holy Spirit that we might not miss out on a single thing that you have in store for us. Take these elements now, bless them to your holy name, and that we might be able to experience you in this time. In Jesus' name, amen. We take the bread and we break it, giving thanks to God, remembering that Christ's body was broken for us. I often wonder, did Mary know what her son would be fully capable of, what he would have to do? And even later, as we read in the Gospels, especially in John, where Mary is seated at the foot of the cross, watching her own son give his life for humanity, for her. I wonder if she could remember this moment that Christ died for you and me so that we could not only be made whole, but be invited to life everlasting in the kingdom of God as children of God. Take and eat remembering that you are a child of the living God through Jesus Christ. Now take the cup and we give thanks to God and we're reminded that the grapes were crushed in order to produce the wine in which Jesus was serving his disciples during that faithful meal as they celebrated the Passover. But really it becomes a reminder of something you and I can partake in that as they're celebrating the Passover, they're remembering God's provision that he took the entire nation of Israel, pulled them out of the clutches of the Egyptian kings and brought them to God's holy mountain into God's family to become a nation of God. Well, in the same way, this is being fulfilled through Jesus Christ, that now you and I are being invited into something far greater than just a nation. We're being invited into the family of God through Jesus Christ. Take and drink. Drink in the joy, drink in the peace, drink in the person of Jesus, knowing that you are invited into the kingdom of God to be a faithful family member, a child of the living God. Take and drink. And so, God, we give thanks for these things. My friends, go forth. Pray that prayer. God, where would you like me to step out of my ordinary so that I can meet you in the extraordinary? My friends, I look forward to seeing you next week online. Thanks for being a part of this with us. Go in God's peace.